Hi, I'm Enzo. And I'm Reyna. And this is the Date Night Horror Show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I really missed it. Uh, we're back. We're back again. Um, the last time we recorded um, was a few months ago, unfortunately. Uh, we were about to go on a cruise right. before this entire COVID thing situation blew up. Uh, and we were a little skittish about it. Uh, and to be honest with you, I mean, don't you think they, they handled it pretty well? Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't afraid or anything. I thought they, they handled it very well. They they took all the necessary precautions. Yeah, in a lot of ways, um, it sort of ruined the cruise. <laughs> because, I mean, you're always kind of conscious of, you know, oh, you know, they're taking temperature and, oh, you everyone's being super clean. So it was just... It didn't feel like a vacation as much, but it was kind of the cruise from home. Let's be, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, in a lot of ways, um, we didn't have the greatest weather, and um, again, the COVID concerns were there. Um, no one on the cruise appeared to be sick at all. Um, not that that's any indicator, but they did check for uh, temperature when you would get on. So we felt, I think, relatively safe. Yeah. And then uh, right in the middle of our cruise, we got really, really horrible news. Um, yeah. my, my brother, my older brother, Jose, passed away um, suddenly. And so, yeah, <laughs> it ended up being a pretty, pretty brutal cruise. Yeah, because we're, you know, we can't immediately leave because we're at sea to yeah. be with family and... It was just very shocking and sad and horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, before we started recording this episode, you know, I was talking today and I'm like, you know, I, I really want to talk about this um, because it's kind of important. But then again, you know, people were listening to this episode, they they want to know about horror. So I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about my brother a little bit just with horror memories that I have of him. <laughs> See, a lot of, like I've said before, none of my siblings are really horror fanatics like like I've been my whole life. Uh, th and that includes my brother. So there were a couple of times where <laughs> where that would kind of collide with things um, and, and make for interesting situations. Um, I remember one time I talked my brother into buying these really creepy old men masks. And again, he's not really into he's not really into horror, but I thought they were so cool. And I, I told him I'm like, you can get this long or longer, creepier mask, and I'll get the kind of rounder mask, you know. And so we did that. And then my brother was a early, early riser. He he always had a lot of energy. To to his last day, he 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 was just high energy guy. And I'm a little bit more <laughs> medium, Mellow. yeah. So he would wake me up super early. It'd be wake me up at like four in the morning, five in the morning. Hey, let's watch cartoons. I'm like, dude, they're not even on yet. <laughs> that early? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So back to the masks, he started doing that. And this was over the summer. So I was just like, all right, screw it. So then I started waking him up <laughs> in the middle of the night, standing in our room, wearing one of those masks. <laughs> That's and I would hilarious. make a. <laughs> I would make just a little bit of noise to get his eyes to open. Of course, it scared him every time. And so I'm like, dude, 
stop waking me up so early or I'm going to keep waking you up in the middle of the night this way. So that was one of my memories of him um, and horror. I can't believe that we've been together this long and I've never heard that story. Yeah. And uh, and what's really cool for uh, for you horror nerds, the mask that my brother chose was actually showcased in an old 80s horror movie called Curtains. And I remember when I saw it, I was much older at the time, and I'm like, oh my God, it's it's my brother's mask. Wow. They actually used That's the crazy. same exact mask design. It's it looks like a witch. It almost it look I, I it's hard to tell if it's a man or a woman, but it's like long hair, really elongated, uh-huh. creepy face. If you watch that movie, that was my brother's mask. Mine was more rounded. Um it didn't have long hair. It was still really, really creepy. They were both super creepy. <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard that story. Yeah. I, and I figured I would I would share that. Here's my second horror-related memory of my brother. Um, I remember it, his best friend, uh, Pedro, would come and spend the nights with us in the summers, right? So we would all be hanging out. And again, they are not horror guys. And I was always a horror guy. So... I knew that Carrie, the movie Carrie, was premiering on HBO that night. Mm. And I was like, I need to figure out how we're going to watch this. And again, I'm kind of part of the mix. And I told the guys, I'm like, so you, Carrie's premiering. And they're like, what's that? How old are you? Um, I was probably like nine. He was maybe 10. Wow. Uh, him and Pedro were the same age. So I'm like... Let's let's do this. After everyone's asleep, let's go to the living room and let's uh, let's watch Carrie. Let's watch Carrie out there, right? And they're like, I don't know, but they like the idea of doing something that kind they of shouldn't. they shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, come on, let's do it, let's do it. And again, these guys aren't horror guys, so they're not really motivated to watch this movie, right? So we go out there. Everyone falls asleep. We go out there, and I had track the time when it was going to start and we all take blankets and we go to the living room and the living room has couches and stuff and we start watching Carrie. <laughs> Long story short, Carrie is in my top five horror movies of all time. I love this movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, and it has a, probably has a lot to do with the story. Uh, so we're watching the movie and in the first scenes, you have to remember we're like nine and ten, it's a bunch of teenage girls naked. Oh yeah, that's right. So they look over at me and they're like, this is the greatest idea you've ever had. <laughs> so I knew I had them locked in, right? And horror is one of those things. It's like when you when it's done well, you can't help but get sucked into it. And that's that's what yeah. Carrie has, yeah. right? But again, these guys were not horror guys. So by the time the movie's over, we're all extremely rattled and shaken by the movie, especially the final scene. And those two guys could not sleep. Oh, my God. Like, they were, like, freaked the hell out, right? And I was freaked the hell out, too, but it, but I like it. You know, I've always said that a great horror film is, like, the aftertaste of a great beer. If you can't sleep afterwards, that means the movie did its job. Yep. So, that was another really funny scenario. And my brother told me, he's like, don't ever, don't ever recommend any movies to me. <laughs> I can't sleep. I'm not going to be able to sleep for days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that story either. Yeah. My, yeah. That's it was crazy. It was funny. It was, I, I've had similar scenarios with my other siblings where 
you know, I, uh, they watch a horror movie that I, and they'll come to and talk to me about it. And I'm like, wow, you, you really wanted to watch that? <laughs> but again, they they've always been more casual and yeah, my brother, he really didn't like horror films. I think, um, I think it had a lot to do with his high energy and, you know, he was just go, 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 you know, yeah. go, go, go type person. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention him a little bit before we get started. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since we've done this, and I think a big part of it is, you know, we're dealing with what's going on with COVID and... Um, and the loss of your brother. And the loss of my brother. To be honest with you, COVID's really small compared to yeah. losing my brother. Um and usually we try to do curated horror shows, you know, where we talk about one subject and then we give you a bunch of movies based on that subject. Um, but I think this time we're going to come back swinging with two r very current films. Uh, Gretel and Hansel. That's right. And The Lodge. And The Lodge. Um, so how, how do you feel about both of those at this point? Like... You know the fact that we're we're doing these two. I think it's, I, what I like about it is there are current movies because it's hard right now, right? Because we can't go watch a movie. Um, nothing's really coming out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I I thought it was really cool that we we're able to be able to watch them. I know we wanted to see Gretel and Hansel in the yeah. theater, and we never got a chance to. Yeah, Gretel and Hansel is twenty twenty, so it's it's very current. Yeah, and then the largest is twenty nineteen, but. Yeah. What we're going to do, Reina, yes. is we're going to talk about Gretel and Hansel. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to talk about The Lodge. We're going to give our core reviews on both of those. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go into the spoiler zone. And then we're going to talk about Gretel and Hansel more in depth. And then we're going to talk about The Lodge more in depth. How does that sound? Sounds good. Cool. Then let's get started. Our feature review. All right, Gretel and Hansel. You ready? Yes. Give us the synopsis on this. Okay. When their mother descends into madness, siblings Gretel and Hansel must fend for themselves in the dark, unforgiving woods. Hungry and scared, they stumble upon a bounty of food left outside an isolated home, invited inside by a seemingly friendly owner. The children soon suspect that her generous but mysterious behavior is part of a sinister plan to do them harm. Yes. It's basically a take on the uh, Hansel and Gretel story, uh, leaning more towards the older sister and kind mm -hmm. of making her the center protagonist. Um, yeah. Yeah, the director is Oz Perkins. Um, the little girl who plays Gretel is Sophia Lillis, which you recognize from, 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 it. from it. Yeah. And Holda, when she's older, is played by Alice, Alice Cridge. Oh, I love this actress. <laughs> I could talk about Alice Cridge for years and years. She was in the original film Ghost Story, mm -hmm. which is based on that novel. She was creepy then. Movie. She was very young then, but she was creepy then. Yeah. And then she was in um, she was in First Contact, uh, Star Trek First, I think First Contact, um, the one with the Borg Queen. She was the Borg Queen. Yeah. Oh, her performance is amazing. She's she has this creepy. She has this creepy sense that that is so 
palpable. Like she's just she's so, she's so good in horror roles. Yeah. So it's really cool to see her in this. And then Sammy Leakey, I think that's how he's pronounced his name is uh, Hansel, the little boy. Got it. Cool. So I think immediately the thing that struck me about the film that I really loved was it's a bit stylized. So like if you look at you look at the film initially and you think, oh, okay, this is a period piece and it sorta is. But then when you start to really look at the architecture and the clothing, there's kind of a mix between modern and vintage. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw that, I started to think, okay, this is this is meant to be kind of uh, dreamlike and kind of nightmarish mm -hmm. and not literal realism. Right. Which I really liked. Um, the color palette was really interesting too. Um, but most importantly, I thought the film was really, really eerie. Yeah, I thought it was too. I what I liked about it, I liked also the the style of it. Um, I love that little girl. Um, she, I think she's a really great actress. Yeah, she plays vulnerable very well. Yeah, I love that. Um, she was older in in this version. She's older than the yeah. the brother, much mm -hmm. like much older. Yeah. Um, so I like that it was female led. Mm -hmm. Um, that in that way, yeah, without hitting you over the head too much with it. No, it's it was just a big still sister. Still works as a horror film. Yeah, so it was a take on Han on Hansel and Gretel. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought I, I there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I think what's interesting about the film is that um, Gretel starts to realize that she, she she's being lured by the dark side right. of. Um, of what the witch is doing. And I think that's a very fresh approach mm -hmm. to the story. And it makes it very, very interesting. And there's a lot of moments where you're not quite sure if she's dreaming. You're not quite sure if uh, this is literally happening. Um, and I thought the film was very imaginative in that way. Um, I would recommend it. I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, for me, it's mixed review. I mean, I would, I would watch it because it, there's a lot of it that's good. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those that the follow through is just not the best. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I feel like the the setup is really strong, and then the follow through is a little bit tame. Yeah, and there are some really nightmarish ideas in mm -hmm. in this film. Um, I just feel like towards the end, it it resolves itself easier than I thought it would. Yeah, it's I'm almost like keep you, it they rush to the end kind of. Yeah, and we'll go further in depth in the spoiler zone um, and to kind of tell you uh, exactly what we mean by that, uh, if you've seen the film. But yeah, I, I would still recommend seeing it, especially if you're the kind of horror person that likes slow, creepy, eerie. Yeah. Uh, and also very, very visual horror films. Um, I feel like Gretel and Hansel is in that tradition of, say, something like The Witch um, that has a little bit more of a visual eye than uh, the standard stuff. So, cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to say more about it? No, I think, I mean, watch it. I think we saw it on Prime, mm -hmm. rented it on Prime. Yeah. So take a, take a look. Tell us what you thought. Yeah, cool. Okay, so it's time to move on to... The Lodge. <laughs> so during a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays, the father is forced to abruptly depart for work, 
leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend, Grace. Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events summon specters from Grace's dark past. Mm. The cast is Riley Coco is Grace, Jaden Martell is Aiden, and Leah McHugh is, plays the little sister. And Richard Armitage plays the father, Richard. And again, this is another film that has uh, a cast member, one of the, the young boy from It, um, and he's great in the film. Oh, that's where he's trying yeah. to place him. It's interesting, you know, I, I said, oh, let's do these two movies, and that's definitely um, a commonality between the two. Yeah. Um, I think another commonality uh, is that this is also a slower, more methodical, eerie, and creepy film. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it, and I turned to Dana and I said, you know what? This is one of the best setups <laughs> I've seen in the really horror good. film in a long time. Because, um, again, the the new girlfriend uh, has kind of a, a dark past. So when the situation is leading towards the lodge, you're thinking, okay, are the kids going to be the victim? Or is she going to be the victim? Because you know it's all leaning towards uh, an eeriness. Yeah. Um, and you know something's going to go wrong. Um, I really like this film. I really liked it too. And I'm shocked because like on IMDb, I think it has a 6.1. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Amazon Prime reviews, it has a two and a half. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I'm not sure... This I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, in fact, I'm reserving my horror caviar <laughs> rating, <laughs> TM, the date night horror show, for this. Because this is horror caviar. There are moments where that are really brutal and shocking, which I feel every horror film needs to have at least a couple. Yeah. Um, and then there's these... There's tons and tons of slithery, eerie, creepy moments in the film where you're not quite sure what's happening. Uh, and the sense of dread in this film yeah. is, like, palpable. Yeah. Um, the, the exchange between the kids and the new girlfriend are, are really uncomfortable. And they also feel really authentic. Uh, and then they, it goes and swirls into this really dark scary nightmare of a film um and then there is <laughs> there's one of, there's a a subject in there that's near and dear to my heart which is cults cults i think are sca- really really scary yeah, it's to me. very scary um and um you know religion taken to this really dark extreme uh and that's all over this film and it's extremely effective uh and unsettling and troubling in many ways throughout. I mean, what'd you think? Yeah, what I really liked, well, I thought the film was really great. Um, it definitely keeps you on your toes. You're not sure what's going to happen next. I like the way it unfolds, the story unfolds. Yeah. Um, the the three main actors, which is the girlfriend and the kids, are really great in it. Ah, so, that's another good point. So they really, really great hold the young point. actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids are really good. The the well, we know the little boy from it, and I've never seen the little girl before. No, she was great too, and she was really good. Just the way they played their characters really well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know someone we should mention in the film too? Elisa. Elisa Silverstone. Silverstone. We we're we we're watching the movie, uh, and at the beginning of the movie, you see her. Uh, I'm not going to she, spoil too much. She's the mom. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Is that Alicia Silverstone? And I'm like, oh my God, it is. She's great in it. Yeah, really um, good. So, yeah, overall, the, the cast is great. Very the scenario is great. Yeah. What I, I, I recommend it, but what I would say is if you're the kind of person that needs snappy horror, oh, this happens, that happens, that happens, like action film type horror, then you're not going to like this. Yeah, that's, this I think takes, those are the two and, two and a half star people. This simmers. This takes a yeah. while to develop. I didn't find it boring Mm-mm. because I was stewing in the creepiness. So for me, it was perfect. Um, but if it's n- if if you need if you need blood splattered walls, you know, every two seconds, then you're probably not going to like this film. But if you like films that have a eerie nuance to them, uh, I think you're going to really love this film. <laughs> Well, what it is is not your typical slashers. It's like uh-huh. a, it's psychological. Very it's, psychological. Yeah. There is, you know, violence mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. You know, obviously, but yeah, yeah, it's not like a slasher or anything like that. <clears throat> so that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it almost has the bones of a thriller, but then there's moments where you have to turn away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, this is a horror film. They want to. They're trying to unsettle us. This is a horror film. I'm in. So, for me. I'm going to give this a big thumbs up. Like, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I, I did, too. I, I really enjoyed it. I Huge thumbs up. I think, too, and I know we'll get into it more in the spoiler, is I, I would imagine that people didn't like the way it ended. Mm, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about, talk about it more in the spoiler. Which I thought it was. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about it anyway yeah no that's i was just gonna say that that's one of the best parts about it yeah um okay cool yeah it looks like this episode is cool because we have two new horror films relatively new horror that's accessible to everyone you can rent these uh, and they're both positive they're both positive reviews so there you there you go, all all you uh, horror well, watch junkies the Lodge out there. Before Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, I would I would recommend the Lodge before Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel's not great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely less horror-y, uh, less unsettling than the Lodges. Yeah. Uh, and if you're again, if you're that kind of horror person that needs the unsettling, then uh, you'll like this. This also has a lot of um, a lot of newer horror films. Uh, are taking family family drama mm. and you know turning it on its ear um, yeah and using that as the shell for the horror and I feel like the lodge definitely has that uh, and does it very elegantly um, yeah yep great okay so we're done with the the two okay. reviews I think it's time to go into your play, favorite place and my favorite place. The Spoiler Zone. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. Here we go. Beware. Spoilers ahead. All right. So um, I guess we'll talk about Gretel and Hansel first, and then we'll move on to The Lodge. So uh, what do you want to talk about with Gretel and Hansel? Um... In the spoiler zone. Well, for me, it. I'll be like honest. I I was got a little bored in the middle. Okay. 
Um, I'm all about the slow burn and everything. I, I, I like movies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just lost me somewhere in there. Um, I can't even pinpoint where. Um, yeah, I can see that. I think there was a moment, uh, again, you've all seen the movie, so we're not spoiling anything for you <laughs> if you're here. Um, <clears throat> I think what I, I know what you're saying. There were, mo- there were moments where they're already in the house. Um, the witch is starting to mentor um, Gretel. Yeah. And there's moments where she's dreaming and she's not quite sure what's happening, if it's real or not. Um, and that felt a little long. Um, but then when you see her, when you see the witch in her true state, which is the, the young woman state, uh, and she's turning children's body parts into the feast. Yeah, that was I gross. was like, oh, oh, I'm back. I'm in. Yeah, that took so long <laughs> to get there. That was super creepy. Yeah, it took a while to get there. But there, was, there wasn't a lot that was interesting along the way, I guess. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting that she, the witch, was turning herself into an old woman so people would sympathize with her right. when they met her and they underestimate her. I think that's a really interesting observation on society, you know, that, that people see old people as non-threatening. Frail um, and non-threatening, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing for me that I found very unsatisfying on um towards the end was the way gretel was able to um yeah dispatch <laughs> the young witch so easily right and i always felt like the whole film is building up and saying this witch is very powerful yeah uh, but i also think yeah. that what they were trying to say was she was more she was more and that gretel has gifts that this woman did not have. See, remember, I would have liked to have seen more of that. Like, they didn't really play a lot on Gretel's gifts hmm. to convince me that she was more powerful. Yeah, they need the to do a little witch. more. Yeah. They need to. So, what I think what they're trying to say was, um, Gretel is gifted with this, right? And the this particular witch was not. And remember how she kind of sold her soul to learn about it? Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so maybe that's what they were saying. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I didn't. I didn't feel the power difference wasn't as uh, wasn't presented as much as you would would have wanted for her to dispatch her so easy. Yeah. And then I, the visual of the fire and all that was lame too. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was the greatest Com- compared to the rest. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of weak. I thought. Yeah, I thought the rest. That was... room with everything was just kind of. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. great. Not a great visual. Yeah. What I did like was how Gretel was was so observant, and she would be like, "Where's this food coming from?" You know, she kind of she was smart. She wasn't she wasn't um, she wasn't falling for it from from the first moment. And I think that was depicting depicting that female intuition yeah. part. And I have two older sisters, and I, I had the the age difference that Gretel and Hansel mm-hmm. had. And I remember looking to my older sisters um, for that, you know, that understanding and advice because I knew that I was younger and, you know, and so I felt like their sibling relationship was very sweet at times and it felt very, very authentic. Um, yeah. And so I feel like the the frame, 
the framework of the film was well done. Um, I just felt like it needed to to get a little nastier in spots. Yeah. And and had the elements there. Like, again, that when she's creating the feast, I thought it was really disturbing. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. I also thought it was weird that she let her brother, left her brother alone. Because mm. he was really little. It wasn't like he was... Yeah. Like a preteen or anything. He was like, he was about, what, like eight, seven around there? Well, there's a moment in the film where she's starting to go, Gretel's starting to go, I am a witch. I have these abilities. I'm going to go this way. And this kid is just keep holding me back. But then towards the end of the film, she's like, okay, I am a witch, but I don't have to be like yeah. this, this dark witch. So but then she abandons her brother, which is so weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I that could almost be a metaphor for life, you know, which I, I wasn't bothered by because, you know, there is a time where we as siblings have to kind of separate from each other and not see each other every day. Um, yeah, but they're not adults. So. They're kids. Yeah, I know. Uh, and the mother was nuts. Yeah, I'm, yeah I guess you're right. I, I could have worked better if she would have been like, okay, I'm a witch now and I'm going to be your protector. I'm going to be yeah. with you. And I won't have to live <laughs> in a creepy house. <laughs> yeah, the, that's a good point. So your yours your review is see it, but it's not as great as you think because of those. Exactly. Yeah. But I would. I mean, it's worth watching. Yeah. If you're horror hounds like we are, I mean, there's enough there. Yeah, there's enough there, and there's not a lot out there, so. Yeah. It's worth. I think it's worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on to. The Lodge. I really liked this movie a lot. Yeah, I liked it as well. Because um, it, first of all, it punches you in the face right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That scene with Alicia Silverstone um, was really shocking. Yeah. So, Reina and I are watching it. Reina's looking down, and I think she's eating or something, and I'm looking up. And then that scene with Alicia Silver Silverstone is so shocking. That I was like, did you see? Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. When that moment happened, I knew this was going to be a horror film. I <laughs> knew that they were willing to take us places visually yeah. that were very troubling and unsettling. And so I was like, cool. Like, the, this is going to be a ride. Yeah. And I did not, ex I did not expect that at all no, to happen. I mean, they don't even hint... That that's even a possibility. Mm -hmm. so and I you know what? Really they bait good. you too because she serves herself a glass of wine. Yeah. And so you're thinking, okay, she's going to get super drunk. And then boom. Like that was that was so elegantly done. Again, we're, we're horror people. So we're, we can usually see the signs of a shocking yeah. moment. And I feel like they bait and switched yeah. us on that. Uh, and that sets the tragic tone for the entire film. And then I think it's so creepy that they, um, the actress that plays Grace looks like she could be Alicia Silverstone's mm -hmm. younger sister, even daughter. Very much so. she's the, much younger. The dad has the type, and I, I told her, um, I told Jane, I'm like, oh, he switched out for the younger model. Yeah, because she looks like her. She looks like her. Just Yeah, just, just younger. Um, and then again, we have... Your favorite of mine. The cult theme is yeah. always so eerie. And she plays that role really well, the, the Grace character. Yeah. I thought she played the creepy ex-cult member yeah, really yeah, well. You, 
yeah, at the beginning of the film, you're not really sure what's in her head. You know, those weird little laughs, you know, that she does. Yeah. And so then you're like, okay, is this a sinister character or is it not? And ultimately, by the end of the film, you realize she wasn't a sinister character, but because of what went on, she became the sinister character. Well, the kids fucked her up. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what's interesting about the film. Yeah. I, I like that too. Is that the villains transform. They change. Well, you don't know if it's the mom's ghost. You don't know if uh-huh. it's her. You don't know if it's the kid's effort. You know, you don't. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. And that's a lot to juggle, you know. And then there's all these artistic metaphors that I picked up on. Or maybe this is just me. Like the cracked ice, I think, is is a sanity thing. Mm-hmm. A sanity metaphor. Mm-hmm. I think of that. Yeah. So... There's a lot of little things like that that I, I thought were really great. Um, well, that's the part, too, because you think she's this crazy chick. Mm-hmm. But then she almost dies trying to save the little girl. So then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe she's not that bad. Yeah. And then, but the you're entire not sure. time you're skeptical of, of everyone. Yeah. Almost everyone, except the kids at the beginning. And the kids are the villains. Yeah. In the film. When yeah, you they think caused about it, all they their set deaths. It, they set everything off. And then the, another meta, visual metaphor that I really liked was the painting mm-hmm. of of the the, the Virgin Mary, yeah, the, the Madonna. Madonna. Um, to me, that was faith. So like, there were moments where they break the painting, they lose their faith, you know, and then they put it back together. Uh, mm-hmm. th- there was a there were just a lot of really elegant little touches like that that I thought made the film extremely unique but most importantly the the turn away moments the moments of shock were all there and they were oh, all yeah. varied and interesting uh, the scenes where um she starts to kneel on the the oh, logs my of fire God. those were so unsettling terrible yeah and then the way her face is all messed up all and, burned yeah and how she's completely lost her mind yeah. They took the time to make you believe that she would lose her mind. Uh, and then, of course, not having her medication. When she was standing over the kid with the gun <laughs> oh in it when he was sleeping. Yeah. That's why, because you think, okay, I, I, I was like, no, it's the kids. And yeah. then she would do that. And I'm like, oh, wait, you know, it's her. And then shit would fall off the walls and I'd be like, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's the mom. Yeah. Haunting the younger girlfriend. And it's all believable. I mean, yeah. um, the teenage boy... teenagers are assholes during that time and then having gone through trauma like that yeah totally believable um yeah i I thought it was great i thought it was a great i don't know how people could rate this movie low if they love horror movies i'm telling you i feel like the ending too for some people would um would hate it because you know you don't get that last satisfying kill i guess yeah but to me i was like oh Right. I was frustrated, but then I was like, "Damn, that was good." <laughs> I thought it was great the way they used the the, you know, the sticker the, with the, the sin, tape. the sin tape, like, and yeah. then the kids are bro- completely emotionally broken by that t- point. I don't think they even have the emotional strength to fight fight back. And then they have all the guilt of having um, caused well, their, their dad father's is death. There at the table. <laughs> it dead. was great. I thought I thought it was so so well done and so creepy um yeah it's it's up there for me yeah i highly recommend it horror caviar for me yeah it was really good 
That was a good one. Like, yeah. if you want to watch something like a little date night, that's a good one yeah. to watch. Yeah, I recommend that one, too. And again, it was on um, Prime mm-hmm. to rent for like three ninety nine. It was really cheap. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Me, too. Cool. Are we are we out of the spoiler zone now? I think so. Okay, cool. Okay, Enzo, so I want to test your horror knowledge. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to do you want to do that again? Yeah, let's do a trivia. Okay, trivia let's see how terror. Good you are. Cue the music. It's time to play trivia of terror. Okay. So. Vincent Price starred in this 1959 ghostly classic and invited five people to survive the night. That's uh, House on Haunted Hill. Ah, oh, ding, 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 ding. Dude, Vincent Price, come on. I know, I know. I picked that one. I always, get the, I always get the names because there's like Haunting of Hill House, Last House on the Left, House on Haunted Hill, at which they remade as well. Like, yeah, all the house yeah. films. Okay. Who is considered to be Hollywood's first scream queen? Um, Janet Lee. Close. Really? Wow. It would be her daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, that's completely wrong. I think Janet Lee. Are you Lee's, challenging the horror? I think Janet Lee's the first scream queen. I was yeah. surprised by that too when I read she's it. She's the she's the first slasher scream queen queen, but there were horror films before. Halloween. Yeah, I was. So I, I was actually I surprised by that. Well, you were close. That's her daughter. Yeah, I, basically, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, dear. Um, let's see. What Clive Barker movie focuses on monsters who inhabit the underground city of Midian? <gasps> Nightbreed. Yes, I love that movie. If you haven't seen Nightbreed, it is awesome. Like the costume and makeup effects and design is so good such a strange film too like ooh, horror caviar right there nightbreed <laughs> i love nightbreed we should revisit that one yeah what legendary funny man duo encounter all kinds of classic monsters in their meet the monster movies? abbott and costello <laughs> damn you're good dude when i was when i was a little kid i would watch anything with uh universal monsters in it and abbott and costello did a bunch of films that's crazy. That. In fact, there were there's uh, there's Abaddon and Costello with Bela Lugosi in the cast. As really? Well. Yeah, as playing Dracula, of course. Oh wow! What horror film was Eli Roth's directorial <sighs> debut? Um, Cabin Fever. Yes. Damn. Yeah. You're good. What'd you like about Cabin Fever? Uh, the idea of it is really great, especially I mean with the whole COVID thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember the way the girls. Like, all her skin is, like, rotting off. That's super terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Roth is awesome. And it's fun. It's a fun film. They remade it, too. Really? I like the original. Yeah. Did it's, we watch the remake? It's, yeah. We saw it. Yeah. I don't remember it. I must have fallen asleep. Yeah. The, the remake isn't as good as the original. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. A group of scientists band together to save the world from a horde of fruit in what 1988 <sighs> movie? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, good. I love, I love that film. I was it's not so bizarre. I remember as a kid hearing about this film, like, really? <laughs> and I even got, you know, watching it, I, I got the camp. I got what they were going for. What actress plays the main character, Susie 
Bagnon in the 2018 Suspiria remake? Um, um, what, um, her dad is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I know, you know I know exactly. Name. It's Melanie Griffith and, and. So you and, know her last name. Yeah, and Don Johnson. Um, John. It's the name Johnson. of a. Of a I love her. I love her in Suspiria. She was perfect. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. What about in uh, Fifty Shades? I'm just kidding. I've never seen those. I, I'm just kidding. Um, what animal was Betty White's character feeding in the movie Lake Placid? A crocodile or alligator. Alligator, yeah. yeah. Love Betty White. I had they've to pay, made, they've had made to pay a bunch tribute of, to her. They've made a bunch of those Lake Placid films. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They'll, you know, incrementally get worse and worse. Do they? <laughs> the first one I liked. That's funny. But I think I think Crawl is the best alligator film I've seen in a while. Yeah, really, that really was fun. Not entirely believable, but it feels like a roller coaster ride. What state does the film The Toxic Avenger take place in? Oh man, Detroit, New Jersey. Whomp. New Jersey. Oh, I almost okay. gave you the. Whomp, whomp. <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> technically, I did get it wrong. Those trauma films are fun. Tony Todd is known for playing what character in this horror trilogy? Candyman. But he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, too. he has like been. I, we've been watching, you know, things recently and Tony Todd pops in and I'm like, oh, it's Tony Todd. I love you, Tony Todd. He's awesome. <laughs> he, um, he was in, um, what's it called? Hell, Hellfest. Yeah. Yeah. He was like the announcer guy. Mm -hmm. I love when they do that. When they pay tribute to, to horror yeah. classic uh, actors. He always pops up. It's cool to see it. that. Yeah. yeah. What director of The Omen went on to direct the 1978 film <sighs> Superman? You're talking about The Omen. Richard motherfucking Donner. <laughs> I loved The Omen films. Yeah. I want to watch them Ugh, again. So great. And I, I like Omen 2 better than Omen 1. I don't, there's just something about it. It's a little more horror-y for me. Hmm. Um, but they're both great. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Okay. In what 1978 classic horror film was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? Ah, uh, come on. Halloween. I wouldn't know that one. Would you all know that one? I would know that one. <laughs> Last one? Yeah. Okay. Um, this 2001 remake that stars Matthew Lillard prompted film critic Roger Ebert to claim the movie was literally too painful to watch. This what? What was the year? 2001 remake okay well, that stars matthew littered lillard prompted film critic roger ebert to claim this movie was literally too painful to watch it's too that's too vague of a question 13 ghosts oh he's nuts roger see roger ebert never he never I mean, he never got horror no i love 13 ghosts like the 13 ghosts are creepy <laughs> oh my god that that's a great that's a great film yeah. Give me one more since I, I didn't get that one. <laughs> okay. Um, here's a, so name this movie. Trust is a tough thing to come by these days. Uh, the thing. Yeah. I was going to say, if yeah. you don't get that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, Enzo is pretty good. Eh, I hate when I miss them. <laughs> you only miss so, like two. Yeah. So... Just so you guys know, we're, uh, we're using a, a horror trivia game uh, called Horror Trivia. 
and you can get it on Amazon. I think it was like 10 bucks. Um, and it's pretty fun. So, and next time we should make a drinking game out of it. Yeah. Cool, cool. So the, the publisher of the game is called Endless Games. So if you want to look for it on Amazon, if you're a horror nut uh, like we are, that's uh, pretty fun. He's pretty impressive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known half of them, even though I've seen all those movies. Most of them were kind of mid-level difficulty. They weren't. They weren't that difficult. But yeah, I, I hate to miss any of them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I guess uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode then. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, and we're we're gonna try a lot harder to to be more consistent. Uh, we're kind of you know dealing with family stuff, and as the as. Like the rest of you, we're, we're dealing with the whole COVID stay-at-home thing. Um, so, yeah, we hope everyone is safe and healthy. Yeah. yeah. This and is your opportunity to watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah, and wear really cool horror masks. Like, I don't understand why people aren't wearing, are mad about the mask thing. Like, I'm like, cool, I get to wear horror masks. So I have, like, Kiss horror masks, because I'm a huge Kiss fan, and so is Reina. Uh, we have these cool black masks. Um did you hear about the guy who's going to, I think, Florida beaches dressed as the Grim Reaper? Oh, my God. I guess, no, I guess he, got, he got in trouble. Like, he got in trouble with the law. And, and I see it as, like, performance art. Like, you know, he's, he's trying to uh, bring awareness to, you know, being, yeah. going out there, staying safe. But, yeah, I guess he's getting into That's legal ridiculous. trouble. Because some people think he's mocking the whole thing, which I don't think he's doing at no. all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just be careful if you're going to go out there dressed as a Grim Reaper. You know, or, or I think he's either doing Grim Reaper or, or Plague Doctor. I think the Plague Doctor guy got in trouble. I think two of there's people oh, doing it. Yeah. Wow. So Ooh, Plague Doctor is creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's super, super eerie. Um, cool. So thank you again, everyone you who's listening. caught up on all our episodes, because I've noticed that people are still listening to our episodes. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Even though we haven't done a recent one, again, we're going to do our best to keep things going and get things going back up again. Um with the show definitely and yeah we're, we're uh getting um new followers people are subscribing wherever they listen to again our podcast is everywhere it's on apple music it's on podbeam it's, it's on podbeam that's our spotify. aggregate spotify um wherever you listen to all i ask is that you follow us that way you know when our new newest episodes come um and please iheart radio it's back. everywhere it's everywhere you listen to podcasts just look for the dana horror show oh, well if you're hearing this then you, you know where we are and please 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 follow us and if you can review us uh on all of those um different places and on apple Podcasts as well uh if you want to know more about us and uh us as a couple and the other things that we do Go to the datenighthorrorshow.com and you can find out a lot more. And there's even links for merchandise if you want to show your support for the show and get a t-shirt or it, we even have masks. We even have COVID masks. Yes, they're pretty cool too. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're show masks really. You know, they're not like uh, medical grade. But again, uh, you have to wear a mask nowadays, so you might as well. <laughs> and they're all reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we're always asking for what horror mo movie you're watching. And that would be good right now, especially because we're starting to run out of Absolutely. new stuff. So if you su want to suggest anything, please leave it on our Facebook page. 
Yeah, on Facebook is the Date Night Horror Show. On um, Instagram, it's Date Night Horror Show. Uh, on Twitter, it's date underscore horror. And again, you can find all those links on our main webpage, thedatenighthorrorshow.com. Um, and stay safe out there, yes. you guys. Um, hopefully, we can all start to go out and do a little bit more. But also be in, keep in mind the virus is still around and try to social distance as much as you can. And wear a mask and just be courteous. Personally, I wear the mask because, again, I'm a weirdo and I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine wearing them. If they said wear a full mask, I'd be like, all right, Jason, I'll wear Jason mask. <laughs> um, so I'm not bothered by it at all. I might have this. I don't want to spread it. So, yeah. To me, it shows that I'm courteous of others. Um, and so, yeah, just stay safe. And get you later. Bye bye. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reina. Music written and produced by Enzo. Find Enzo and Reina online at thedatenighthorrorshow.com. Do you love the show? Share it with your whore-loving friends and help spread the word.